Have you ever thought about starting your own podcast? When I was trying to get this podcast off the ground, I had a lot of questions. How do I record an episode? How do I get my show into all the apps people like to listen? How do I make money from my podcast? The answer to every one of these questions is really simple. Anchor. Anchor is the one-stop shop for recording, hosting, and distributing your podcast. The best of all, it's 100% free and ridiculously easy to use. And now Anchor can match you with great sponsors who want to advertise on your podcast. That means you get paid the podcast right away. In fact, that's what I'm doing right now by reading this ad. So come on. Come on to Anchor. Get your podcast started. It's the best way to podcast. It's easy. It's free. Can't be free. Come on over right now. And you get paid to podcast. So if you always wanted to start a podcast, make money doing it, go to anchor.fm forward slash start. That's anchor.fm forward slash start to join me in a diverse community of podcasts already using Anchor. That's anchor.fm forward slash start. I can't wait to hear your podcast. Unpopular Opinion Podcast is back. Y'all already know what time we it is. We back. We back. Hey, they already know what time it is when they hear that, that blue laces. Yes, sir. Hey. They already know. <laughs> How I'm you o- been, brother? I'm Grand Hefe. That's OG Raw. This is the Unpopular Opinion Podcast. Welcome back. I know y'all missed us. What's going on with you, bro? Oh, man. Same old, same old. Just came from Virginia back in Washington. Uh, so I'm ready to get it going. Sports is going. So, hey, let's get it cracking, man. Hey, man, let's go ahead and get it going. And sports is going as we speak. A Monday night football game. Dolphins uh, is at halftime right now, 14-10 uh, on top of the Pittsburgh Steelers, who look kind of shaky, man. It seemed like like um, what's uh, I can't even think of his name right off the top. That's how, how sorry he is. Mason Rudolph. Um, filling in for 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 Big Ben, it, it looked it kind of it looked kind of rough at, at first, but they, they they definitely getting together. Some NBA games going on right now. Uh, Philly uh losing to the to the to the um Hawks, and have you been seeing Trey Young play? Oh yeah, he's been uh unbelievable for the Hawks. A great young core they got over there, and then he's elevated his game, I believe, to like that uh you know that All Pro level, and I definitely believe. If he continues to play this way, he will definitely make an all-pro team this year. Um, yeah, I mean, most definitely. Uh, uh, and Golden State Warriors finally getting a, um, finally winning. They on top of the the uh, New Orleans Pelicans right now, eighty-six to sixty-seven. Uh, what's been going on with the Warriors? Let's start. Yeah, uh, since we're talking about so, yeah, since, we, we since we're talking about basketball, um, I, I would say with the Warriors, they're just struggling to find that 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 third piece, or even including that third piece. Uh, we can say that Draymond's the third piece, but he really isn't. Um, with D'Angelo Russell, um, I, I I think his game doesn't really translate into that Warrior game plan where you just shoot a bunch of shots. I agree. And, I agree. It, you know, you got to make them when you take them. And I think that's what's really going on over there. They, they got a bunch of young guys, and then they also have a depleted bench. You don't have Sean Livingston anymore. You don't have Andre Iguodala anymore. You don't have some of those those core guys that helped them win those championships over there. And when I see the Warriors play, I see that they're kind of missing like their identity. They don't have an identity right now. It's just Steph Curry. Um, when they had Klay Thompson, it was the Splash Brothers. So I think they definitely have to find their identity right now. 
And once they find it, I believe they'll do okay. I believe they'll get back in the swing of things. Are they going to make... I'm surprised you said uh, that because I don't believe they are, man. Honestly speaking, I don't think the Warriors is going to be that team this year. I think the Warriors is going to be a borderline miss the playoff team this year, especially if Klay Thompson does not come back. Like, you know, a report come out like a week before the season last week sometime that um, Klay Thompson is probably going to miss the the the, the, uh, the whole season. And if he do, man, I'm telling you right now, you heard it here first on Unpopular Opinion because that's what we do here. We make unpopular opinions. And I don't think the Warriors the Warriors may just miss the playoffs. I, I want to see them play for the rest of the season. I know it's only been two games. Well, this is their third game. And, I, you know, I know, like you said. So I have this question. I, I have this question. If the Warriors miss the playoffs this year without Klay Thompson, right, because that's what, that's what they're missing, is Steve yep. Kerr – a good coach? Is he a great coach, or did he just have the players? No, I think Steve Kerr has always been an overrated coach, man. This is what I, 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 be, I, I believe the same thing because he he basically acquired Mark Jackson's squad. Yeah, a, a team that was already winning fifty plus games a year. Yeah. You know. Yep. So I, I mean, for me, man, I've always thought Steve Kerr wasn't really a great coach, and I don't. Uh, and I, you know, I had this conversation before with people, man. You know what they say? Oh well, if if Steve Kerr isn't a good coach, then why did he, you know, take the same squad Mark Jackson couldn't win, win and win? I'm like, well, I mean, guys mature. They they got lucky for one. <laughs> um, you know, back in twenty what was it twenty fourteen? No, twenty fifteen. I'm sorry, twenty fifteen. They got lucky. No Kyrie Irving. No Kevin Love. You know, next year they blow the three one lead. Then they get KD for the past you know three years. And, and what a lecture he is, you know, KD. He, yeah, I mean, he's, he's the, a guy he's the that requires so much attention. And then you got guys that can just flat out shoot the ball. But you you got two people guarding, you know, KD himself. So uh, it's like, what's the poison? Which one? Were, I mean, let's try to stop KD. That's what I would say. And he can't be and he can't be stopped. And he can't be stopped. 11, That's why I say try to 11, stop him. Who can put the ball on the floor, who can go get on the block, who can shoot the three. Who who added a defensive game once he got to the yes. Warriors? Credit to the yes. Warriors for that. He he wanted to play defense when he got there. So I mean, this guy is one of the most complete players that we have in the NBA. And when you have him, I mean, just give him the ball. That's definitely a luxury. But I've yes. always said two things about the Warriors. I've always said two things about the Warriors. Steph Curry. I don't want to say he's overrated, but he's not who 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 the NBA guys say he is. Oh, no, he's no savior. He's no savior. And Steve Curry's overrated. You know, Steve uh, Steph Curry has never been able to carry a team. I mean, you know, they got rid of Monte Ellis for him, and I think that was probably the better of, of the, the, best, the best decision. He he was the younger guy. He had the more upside. And and can he shoot the lights off the ball? No doubt no about doubt it. No doubt about he, it. He, but, he's uh, one of the greatest shooters I've ever seen. But that that's Clay's team. And I that wanna, team goes as Clay Clay go. I, and I want to move on from the Warriors and let's talk about the Lakers. Let's talk about the Lakers right now. Uh, we see we seen in the opener uh, about, go ahead, against man. the Clippers. You know we seen what, this your show too. You, you know we seen what happened. You know the Clippers beat the Lakers. Uh, Kawhi dropped about thirty. I want to say he he dropped thirty yeah, that I think night. He had thirty. And uh, you know AD and LeBron they looked like they was just playing. Hey, it's your turn ball. Hey, it's your turn ball. But I think what I'm seeing now from my Lakers is that we are getting it together. I mean, we played the Hornets and we played the Utah Jazz. But I think what we're doing, we're getting it together. Well, the Utah the, Jazz the, is a playoff team for sure. Yes, so, for I mean, sure. Slouch. And, and they added Mike Conley and, and Madonovich. Yes. 
And but that game we played against them, it, it was like Mike Conley didn't even play. Um, because he, he shot so terrible, <laughs> Mike Conley, it was just bad. Mike Conley barely played all year. And um, but what I what I see for those guys, I think I think they're definitely in playoff form. I think they have the bench to go very deep in these playoffs. If you look at the bench, you got three big men that can go out there and get you 10 boards, 10 points. You got three big men that can do that on the bench. And they're not even and, – and, and Kuz is not even there. And Kuz is not even playing. And that's another thing I want to stress to Laker fans that try to kind of get rattled when LeBron loses. Look, man, you're going to lose something, you're going to win something. Um, no team has ever won all – you know, 82 games. It, it just hasn't happened. But you know with LeBron, it's a different standard, bro. Yeah. It's always a different standard when it comes with LeBron. If he don't win, that's that's where the problem lies. He They want him to win every single game. It's just not possible. It's, it's not feasible. It's not possible. Like, it, it's human error, first of all. Human error is involved. And any team can be any player, I mean, or, or any other team or any, any given Sunday or any given night, personally. Um, we see it all the time, and it's another thing, coaching. It's all about matchups. You got to get the matchups right, and and that's another thing. That's what the coaches get paid for. They get paid to match up with the other team. That's what they get paid for. So, so since we're right here on basketball, let's go ahead and ask this question as well. Who is the team to beat in the NBA this year? I'm going Lakers. I'm going. I'm all in on the Lakers right now. I, I mean, I know people like to say the Clippers. Look, the Clippers, don't get me wrong. They have Kawhi Leonard, who's probably the best player in the game of basketball right now. Just from the standpoint, no, no, no. Just from the standpoint of him being, when I look at Kawhi play, he's disciplined. He does everything with discipline. He's very disciplined. Uh, Now you you had me going until you said that. Now that's what we disagree. Go ahead. He's very disciplined, and Kawhi, I think he has that environment with him that he can kind of flourish in and be the the unspoken leader in because you have people like Patrick Beverly that will step up and lead in moments of like deep leadership or or you got guys like Lou Williams that will step up to the bench and say, Hey man, let's go out here and let's drop at least 30 bench points. You got guys like that, that can help him carry that weight. And that's the thing about the Clippers. They, their, their bench can score in bunches without Kawhi. And then don't get me started. They got Paul George coming back. But I think the Lakers can combat that because their bench is just as deep as the Clippers bench. They just got to utilize them. I think I think the Lakers, to me personally, um, just looking at every team around the league right now, and without uh, KD, Brooklyn is looking really, really nice. Imagine when KD comes back. I like the league now, man, because it's so much. It's 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 it's, it's even across the board. There's no one team that, that that you can really say is defending the favorite, which is something that we really haven't 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 said in a long, long, long time. I mean, you think about the last time that we actually could have a debate on who is the best team in the NBA, and it's had at least. You know, it was probably, always the Warriors. <laughs> well, for the last three years. Well, you think two, three years. You think it's been the it's been the Warriors for like the last five years. Yeah. And then before that, you had uh D Wade and LeBron's and Chris Bosch Heat team. Yes. And then before that, the first the 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 latter two years before that, you kind of had Paul Pierce and them big three Celtics. Yep. So for for a long time, we really haven't had that okay, that real debate. It was always a debate with who could challenge the Warriors. Right. 
that was and, debate. And there's balance now. now. I, uh, there's a lot yeah, of balance and now. And I think there's plenty of balance. So to answer the question, I think the team to beat, just like you, is the Lakers. And people say the Clippers because oh they got Kawhi. And you know I think I think this championship really overhyped who Kawhi Leonard really was. I mean if if, if we are, are actually laying down the facts as to what happened is they were struggling to beat the Warriors without KD. Even in that game, I believe it was game five. Oh, yeah. When when Clay went down, or game six when Clay went down, they still struggled to beat that team. They they still struggled. They, they ended up winning it, obviously, but they still struggled without KD and Clay Thompson. So, I mean, and they, I, they won the championship. And they I know you're not much of a Kawhi fan. I know you're, you know, you've always, like I told you last year, the Raptors are going to win the East. You didn't believe and that. You did say that. I, and I, and that. I told you, I said they're going to win just because of the strength of having Kawhi and having, you know, players that could actually play around him. So let me uh, ask you this question. If KD and, and Clay is there, are are we even talking about Kawhi Leonard? No, no. We're, we're definitely not even talking about Kawhi Leonard. And that's my point. No, we're, we're definitely not talking about him. Um, And that's the unfairness to this whole basketball you know, goat conversation. You gotta understand yes. when things cancel out, it's like Pim Dodge, you know what I'm saying? That that <laughs> cancels out that division cancels out division, you know what I mean? Stuff like that. it's Pim Dodge with basketball. So when players went down, hey man, that's canceling out some some of that, that worthiness of that championship. Okay, you won. And it, I'm but... not holding and I'm not even holding that against Kawhi. I'm just speaking facts. Like everybody know if if Clay and KD was healthy, there would just Maybe one of if one of those guys is healthy. Let's say KD didn't even play the whole series because he technically only played like twelve minutes. Facts, you know, and he and he was done. And even in the twelve minutes, he was giving everybody buckets on a bad Achilles. You know, just 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 let's just say they only had Clay and Steph for that series. We still may not even be talking about Kawhi Leonard. This is very true. Um, and he played well. I just think people are overhyping. Who Kawhi Leonard is? Oh, he killed two dynasties. He killed the Heat and the Warriors. I, no, and that's where people go too far with it. He goes too far with saying he he killed dynasties. He really hasn't killed dynasties. It was just time he for those players not to one move dynasty. on. Exactly. He haven't killed not one dynasty. It was just time we for all knew KD was leaving at the beginning exactly. of, of the year. Everybody said that. Everybody said KD is gone. Once that happened with him and Draymond. Everybody knew he was out the door. So he didn't kill that dynasty. KD was already leaving and he got hurt. Yeah. You know, we talked about it all season, you know, KD exactly. leaving. So even 2014, when they beat the Heat, can we not say Danny Green was probably the best player on the Spurs team? But, and, and then again, that's just another marketing tool for the NBA. You know, that, that's what they like to see. But I applied Kawhi. You know why I applied him? Because he could have went to the Lakers and he didn't. He kind of brought he kind of brought a balance to the league. You know what I'm saying? When he Which went, I like. when he went to listen, the Clippers, I like Kawhi. I like Kawhi. I just don't think he's what everybody said he was. I think people over exaggerating. They're living in the moment uh, of what he did in the finals or what he was able to do in Toronto. Don't take any of that away from him. I just like to deal with facts. Like we know, had KD and this can't and and I, I can't say it's facts because I can't prove it, but we can all kind of assume if KD and Clay is healthy, we're not talking about Kawhi. Nobody cares about True. Kawhi. And Kawhi probably joins the Lakers. He probably don't want to bring balance to the league. But since he won a title, 
he can do that. Yeah. And he not he's not only won one title, he's won two titles. So And I um, ask you this question. With 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 two MV uh finals MVPs, gotta give him that. Let me ask you this question though. If KD stays in Golden State, does Kawhi try to go to the Clippers? Or do he sign that deal with the Lakers? Oh, I, I definitely think he signs a deal with the Lakers. Cause I mean, I think I think that's what the whole move was about. Bringing some kind of balance, bringing someone that can compete with these freaking Warriors because yep. the, they were unbelievable at that time. It's like, yo, who's really going to go in there and beat them with this roster? Nobody. No one. No Nobody. one. You know, and, and that's what I think it really was about. But when all that went down and everything happened, it brought good balance back to the league. Like, I actually enjoy watching basketball games again, knowing that, you know, exactly, I'm going to see I've something different in the playoffs. Regular season basketball games this early in, in the year. Yes, and I'm I I haven't missed a game yet, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah I, bro, I've been I've been I've been tuned in, but yeah, I think the Lakers top the bottom is the best team in the league. People talk about the Clippers and the way they can play defense. I get it, but you got to be able to score points. And what happened on opening night? Do we really expect all those guys to be hitting contested jumpers like that? I mean, no. I mean, they were hitting no. tough. I even I even tweeted it out and, and I put it on Facebook. I believe it was too. I was like, boy, the Clippers are hitting some tough shots. And, and they might have had the Lakers Kawhi crowd on their side. You know, because the Lakers crowd showed out that center. <laughs> Kawhi hit three mid-range jumpers back-to-back on straight possession. Oh, yeah, I think it's And scored. I was like, man, how do you Seven buckets straight, you know? Yeah, like, how do you even stop Yeah. That? Like, he, he, he's, he's, he, he, LeBron, don't matter. I'm going to shoot over you. You're going to bring a double team over here. All right, I'm just going to turn baseline. Now I'm going to shoot this mid-range jumper yep. right over you right here. Next time, I'm going I'm going to steal the ball, and I'm going to get a fast break dunk. It's, you know, I, I, I like what the Clippers got. And to your point, Paul George is not even there yet. But I think when Paul George comes, when you never played with a guy before, that's what we seeing with LeBron James and Anthony Davis. Yeah, it's kind of like, it, hey, it's great your issue. turn. You know what I mean? Yeah, okay, your exactly. turn. Exactly. And, you know, and that's what that's the game they're kind of playing up in LA. But they're starting to figure it out now. They're starting to figure out that hey, LeBron, LeBron's gonna pass the ball the first two quarters, and then, that's what um, he do. You know what I mean? Then hey, after that, I gotta get going too, baby. I gotta, I gotta. Go I want to see court. who who I can trust. I want to see who 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 moving forward. I'm gonna be able to get a ball too when we need a bucket or yes, or, or, or when, when I'm trapped and I, I I know I can depend on this guy to do this. And that's classic LeBron. Start the season, new teammates. That's who he is. I'm not really tripping. Of that, I just That's wish he was more aggressive so he can shut people up, you know, so yeah, they, they, they but, can get off. But we ain't gonna we know. ain't gonna talk about that too much either. We gotta move no. on to the NFL now. We gotta we gotta yeah, we go gotta see hold. What, these, what these football players talking about. Hey, we got a whole we got a you right. We got a whole season for that. We did have a Sunday night game uh, last night. Uh, Packers was six and one. Now they're uh, seven and one on the year. Um, what impressed you the most about last night, man? From from either team? Um, just with the Packers, you know, they got a first year coach. Um, the expectations going into the season was like, who are the Packers going to be this year? What what Packers are we going to see? Are we going to see mediocre Packers? Or are we going to see really great Packers? And what the Packers have shown us, they're getting better with time. Aaron Rodgers, uh, we look at his targets. Like, who, who who does he really have to throw the ball to? And with Devontae Adams, you know, being a question before the game and game time decision, is like, yo, I don't see them winning this game. But, you know, they came out there and they, they smacked Kansas City up and – that's kind of what I expect from Aaron Rodgers because Patrick Mahomes was not playing. And I told myself, if they lose this game, I, that tells me my Bears can probably beat Green Bay. 
they can probably beat them. <laughs> but then now I'm looking at it, I'm like, you nah, throw Chad a slimmer of hope there. You throw Chad a slimmer of hope. I did, I did. And then, um, you know, uh, the Bears, we have our own problems, but we're talking about Green Bay right now. And uh, yeah, man, it's just, I think it's all coming together. It's perfect timing for them. And I think Aaron Rodgers looking like a, a, a you know, a young Brad Favre right now without the interception. Yeah, He's looking man. like a young Brad Favre. Yeah, man, it was, you know, people, and and even me and you, you know, last season, we talked about Aaron Rodgers a lot, you know, his leadership, his leadership skills, you know, different reports coming out, teammates saying this, teammates saying that about Aaron Rodgers. And me and you both agreed, I don't think Aaron Rodgers is the best of a leader. But when you, when you are as talented as that guy is, sometimes leadership skills, you can kind of overlook them, you know, when a, when a guy is that good, you know. This guy's playing without his number one receiver. He playing with two tight ends, as you mentioned earlier. Uh, Mercedes too, Lewis. Too bad, too bad the audience didn't, Jimmy didn't, didn't hear that. So, you know, that part of what you were saying. He's playing with two guys well past their prime, you know, and he he's doing it with running backs. You know, Aaron Jones, he's from out here at UTEP. Shout out, um, you know, UTEP. I, I remember, you know, I talked about it last season. I remember watching Aaron Jones at Burgess. And never in a million years did I think that guy would be this until he got to UTEP. When he got to UTEP, I remember I got on the phone. I called my brother. Um, I was like, listen, bro, UTEP got this running back. This boy got size. This boy can run. He can catch it. He can do it all. Five years later or four years later, look at what he's doing in the league, tearing it up. I think he had over 200 plus scrimmage yards uh yesterday two touchdowns didn't really do much in the running game i think he was like 13 13 carries 67 yards but man was he huge in the passing game and probably could have had another touchdown but he stepped out of bounds uh, on, <laughs> on a 50 yard run and for green bay the running game has never been their identity they they've always never. been like a, a throwing team per se yep. but just to have that running back that can you know you can guarantee a catch out of and 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 Get some yards after the catch is just, you know, another and he's a great down back. Yeah, and he's a three-down back. Down back. So you know, he's two hundred plus pounds. He he can take the pounding. Uh, he can catch. He can catch the ball. He can run between the tackles. He he can run outside. I think he was like a four-six at the combine or something like that. But he plays way faster than that. He plays way faster than that than 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 his forty time. And right now, man, the the uh, the Green Bay Packers is is looking like. Obviously, the team to beat in the in 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 that NFC North division, which brings which which brings me uh to this next question about the division uh winners because we you know obviously we haven't been on all year so let's go ahead and pick our mid season division winners um and 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 this is how we'll wrap up the show okay um, um AFC East AFC, AFC East do we even need to go there uh I don't think we need to stress over it too much or exaggerate on it too much because. <laughs> We all know who's the big top dog out there that will be the Patriots. Tom Brady, Bill Belichick, uh, they've been winning that division for as long as I can remember. Uh, and I don't see exactly. them losing it ever again um, as long as TB12 and Bill Belichick is over that way. So the Bills, good luck. You know, you can go you can go eight and, you know, eight and four or eight and five, and, and it doesn't matter because, you know why, the Patriots will always outbeat you. The Jets – they're boo boo, and the Dolphins is just terrible, horrendous. Um, like like the Dolphins said, I right, I'm gonna head out to the logo. So <laughs> over here, out to the logo. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, I I think I think there's no surprise there. New England is and has always been 
the cream of the crop since since Brady and Belichick teamed up in that in the AFC East division. So I don't think we have to go there. The AFC North division, uh, where the Baltimore Ravens are um are are, are leading that division by I think it's three or so games. They're five and two. Um yeah. next team close to them is two and four, and that's the Pittsburgh Steelers who is losing right now. So who you got win that AFC North? Uh, give it to the Ravens, and I know you probably hate this pick because you're a Browns fan, but let's face it, Freddie Kitchens, uh, he probably need to go back to the kitchen and draw up some new plays because <laughs> his play calling is horrendous. Uh, I look at this guy, and I'm like, yo, you have a running back that is a three-down back who can run like no other. He's, You know, he had a couple fumbles, but some of those yeah, fumbles – Yeah, that boy is a piece. You know, those fumbles are kind of iffy in the NFL right now. That – you know, but it was in the rain. Yeah, it was in the rain, the ball slick. But keep giving him the ball. You don't have to throw it to the OBJ every play or get Baker Mayfield to throw the ball. We get it. He has a State Farm commercial. No one cares about Baker Mayfield. <laughs> like, all we want to see is the Browns win. I, that's all I want to see. Get a win. You guys need a win. You have the pieces. You guys are a win-now team because I guarantee you, if you continue to lose, OBJ will get upset. His personality will take y'all out of the game. And everyone else in that locker room will probably be upset at Freddie Kitchens too. And if Freddie Kitchens doesn't do anything this year, I don't see him having a job next year. Yeah, I I don't I, I think he, he's gonna be on a on a real short leash. Uh if I'm if I'm uh John Dorsey, you know, um who's the GM and the Haslams who you know, who own the team or whatever, man. I I I I think you have to really evaluate who you hired as a head coach. And let's get this clear. Hugh Jackson wasn't a terrible coach. Oh no. He didn't have this team. And we could probably and we would probably be singing a different tune had in week one. We we make the field goal. We beat Pittsburgh in week one. Week two, we miss an extra point. We lose to the Saints. You know, we'll be having a totally different conversation here. But I'm gonna go to Cleveland Browns and I'm gonna go to Cleveland Browns for two reasons. One, I'm I'm a Brown fan. Two, I think we've we've gotten rid of the toughest part of our schedule, and I think we are now finna hit that that easy part of our schedule. We got the Bengals twice, who is zero and eight. Uh, we got the Steelers. Uh, we have um the the Ravens, whom we beat. We we got the Bills. We got the the um the the the, the Arizona Cardinals. I think this is where we start to hit our stride. And I think this is where we 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 start to play play some of the easiest team on our schedule. Whereas Baltimore, they're finna hit all of the teams that we just got through playing. The Rams, the Patriots, you know, just about every team in that NFC West division. Uh they just got through playing the Seahawks who who they beat. But um I'm not a Lamar Jackson fan. And and I think some of these teams are gonna put pressure on Lamar Jackson to throw the football. Uh, nice additions with Mark Ingram and and you know all the guys that they got uh, Earl Thomas and all these guys, but you know, but but I think if we can hold serve right now, I think we'll be okay. Right now, Baltimore isn't a bad pick for the AFC North. Just for me, I'm gonna go with my Cleveland Browns. Uh, you know, and, that's and that's, I'll give you that. I'll give you that. I'll give you that. You guys schedule is a little little easier, but let you guys lose one of those games against one of those teams that you're supposed to be. And I guarantee you, one of those big personalities in your locker room will act out. Things will get out of hand in Cleveland. Even your fans will get out of hand. People will start I definitely to question agree. Listen, what's listen, going the on fans over there. Are already out. Listen, bro, the fans are already out of hand. I'm in every Cleveland Brown group. 
not probably every, but I'm in the, the main ones. I'm in every Cleveland Brown group on Facebook. And if you would see the conversations that people are having, we're talking trading Odell. We're talking about fire kitchens. We're talking about trading. We're talking about uh, Miles Garrett is a bust, even though he was leading the league in sacks at once upon a time a few weeks ago. Where I mean, listen, bro, the ridiculous stuff that I see from so-called football fans, it's, it's, it's honestly ridiculous, bro. So, yeah, the fans are already getting crazy. Uh, Keep losing games, it's going to get worse. I believe it. I believe it. AFC West, though. Who we got in AFC West coming out of AFC West? AFC West, man, I'm going to say Kansas City. I think they can hold... Uh, hold, hold, hold right there. Matt Moore didn't play terribly uh, yesterday. He's actually, he actually had a really good game yesterday. Uh, and, you know, um, Patrick Mahomes is kind of healthy. He said yesterday, you know, if this was a playoff game, he would be playing. So that lets me know he is good. They just wanted to give him that extra time going into the bye week. Uh, so I think Kansas City is the cream of the crop in that in, in that division with the Chargers really having a underwhelming season, man. I I, I really don't know what I, happened to, to, to the Chargers. I know what happened. I, I, I know exactly Chiefs. what happened. What's that? Oh, they have Phillip Rivers still at quarterback. Get rid of Phillip <laughs> Rivers, man. Like, he's been there. He's overstayed. He's welcome. Maybe, you know, the Chargers still love him, but get rid of that guy. Let someone else play. He's been playing for 30 freaking years. I'm exaggerating, but it feels like he's been playing for 30 freaking years, and he's no Tom Brady. He's no Drew Brees. He's Philip freaking Rivers. Get rid of the so guy. what you're saying is get he can go home and there, play man. with his 10 kids. Yeah, like, get rid of that guy, man. Like, come <laughs> on. So I got the Chiefs yeah, coming I... out of the West, too. And it's only because yeah. no one else in their division is competable. You got the Raiders, whatever, their quarterback. Uh, he's terrible when it comes to playoffs anyway. Um, yep. the Chargers, Philip Rivers, you got the Broncos, fifty. He's fifty. You know what I'm saying? And then you, you got, got the Broncos, Broncos who, who thought that Joe Flacco was going to be the savior, and that didn't work out well. Now he got a neck injury. I think that's just their excuse to go ahead and start uh sliding him on out of there. Yep. But uh, we got the AFC West, who is actually going to be a really really tough division. Uh, when you when you think about it, uh, the AFC South. Who you got? AFC South. I'm gonna go ahead and go with uh, you know, my boy. Uh, Deshaun Watson. I, I really like Deshaun Watson. That throw he made yesterday you was surprised so, me with that pick there. Was so beautiful, so beautiful. And I get it. JJ Watts hurt. When isn't JJ Watt hurt? For real. Like when isn't he hurt? He might. I think JJ Watt might just retire because he he's hurt every year. He's never had a solid season. And I'm only mad about him being hurt because he's my guy. I play a lot of you know mudhead on Madden, and uh, mm-hmm. I, he's my starting DN. And you being hurt doesn't help your case to get new cards. So I cannot better my defense. So I'm going to go ahead and get D- Deshaun Watson, you know, denied over over the coach because, let's face it, uh, Jacoby Brissett, he's a backup. I don't care what anyone says. He's the best backup I've ever seen, but he's a backup. Yeah, I agree, man. Uh, I'm going to go with the Houston Texans as well. Uh, I think when you have Deshaun Watson, that guy is a gamer. That guy is he, he's going to come to play every single week, uh, and, 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 and you know he is not going to shy away from the moment. Face off against Alabama two times and probably should have beat him both times, beat him once, come to the NFL. He's doing the exact same thing. The I, the only thing that scares me with the Houston Texans are this, their offensive line. It is horrible, and Deshaun Watson take, takes a lot of hits. And, you know, and I think their season, just like most, most teams in the NFL, is predicated upon the health of their quarterback. And if he's healthy, I think the Houston Texans pull away 
from uh from that division. Uh, but the Indianapolis Colts has looked right, uh, really, really good with, without Andrew Luck. Jacoby Brissett has handled himself really well, but he, because he he's also a guy who's played a lot of football, you know, and he's been around Tom Brady, he's been around Bill Belichick, he's been around you know that Patriot way, and then he comes over to the to the Colts, and he was able to learn a little bit behind Andrew Luck, and I think he's ready. But I think the fact that the Houston Texans have Deshaun Watson and everybody else in that division don't give me uh the the Houston Texans. Let's get to well. another let's get to another team though down there next to the Houston Texans. The Dallas Cowboys, the NFC East. Um, who you got winners in the NFC East, man? I got the Dallas Cowboys. And that pains me to say because I hate Dallas Cowboy fans all over the world. Um but I think when I look at the Philadelphia Eagles, I'm not keen I'm not sold on Carson Wentz. I never liked Carson Wentz. I didn't think he was he was as good. Um as a player, as a I'm glad you said that. I'm yeah. so glad you said that because I bet you everyone in Philly is missing Nick Foles. Had yes. Nick Foles been with the Philadelphia Eagles, he will still be playing football right now. But Agreed. yet, you know, the, Jag- the Jaguars put him in a situation where he's got busted up. <laughs> he's not that kind of player, guys. He's not, uh, you know, that money player that you want to pay all that money to. He's a backup. He's a great backup, just like Jacoby Brissett. And yeah. Carson Wentz is trash. I I, I try to give it to this guy, but he's terrible. He hasn't done a single thing in his career. That Super Bowl came from Nick Foles. Uh, I'm just telling the way it is. So, yes, I got the Cowboys winning the NFC East. It's just because everyone else is too, terrible. Man. That pains me to say. Yeah, everybody else is terrible. The, the Redskins has been abysmal. The New York Giants, I mean, stop <laughs> it. Uh, the Dallas Cowboys should win that division. They have probably the best player in that division in Ezekiel Elliott. They have the defense for it. You know they got Cooper and they added Cobb. They they should win that division. Um, NFC North, man. Uh, you know this is the division that you're uh, familiar with. <sighs> Who you got win that division? As much as I hate to say it, I have the Packers winning this division, <laughs> only because my quarterback Mitchell Trubisky is just terrible. He's the worst quarterback I've ever seen. He's probably the worst quarterback in the league as we speak. I will take anyone over Mitch Trubisky. Give me Joe Flacco. Give me, give me uh <laughs> any other quarterback that, that's just like okay, mediocre. Because Mitch Trubisky isn't even mediocre. He's just terrible. You sound like Phil, um, bro. I was on I was on the phone with Phil during the game on Sunday. And boy, he was he was letting he was letting Mitch have it, man. And you know, I don't know what y'all gonna do with Mitch. And, and you talking about a fan that was excited when Mitch got hurt? That was me. I was like, oh yeah, he hurt. Bring in Chase, you know. And that's how I was. <laughs> and I know it sounds bad, but hey, this is unpopular opinion. And it's real opinions. It's real. I'm not gonna take up for this guy we when he's not even good. Show. Yeah, I'm not gonna hold nothing back. He's terrible. Um, but yeah, the Packers gotta win it, man, all day. If you look at the Vikings, Kirk Cousins. He's not that guy. He's not built for the playoffs. He's barely built for the regular season. But he will go get you some wins uh, when, you, when you get on him. He'll go get you this some wins. This is what I'm going to say. Him. I would say the Green Bay Packers is going to win that division, but I don't think they are. I think the Minnesota Vikings are going to win that division. And let me tell you why. I think quarterback for quarterback, I mean, we're not even having a discussion there. Kirk Cousins or Aaron Rodgers, I mean, get out of here with that. But since, since I think it was like week five, week four, Adam Thielen and – Diggs had a lot to say about about the passing game. Kirk Cousins has really stepped up his his game. I think if you give me Aaron Jones or Dalvin Cook, I think to me, I think 
as well as Aaron Jones's play and as you know and, and the skill set he has, I, I don't think it's close between him and Dalvin Cook. I think the 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 uh, the Minnesota Vikings have the receivers. I think they have the better tight end, and I think they have the better defense. And I think as the season go along. Aaron Rodgers is only going to be able to carry this team, but so far their defense has been playing pretty good so far, you know. Um, but I think that's going to break down. I think rookie mistakes as a head coach is going to is going to start happening, and I think the Minnesota Vikings is going to take over is going to take over over that division. And I think that that the Minnesota Vikings will win the NFC North. I picked them last year, uh, and I think um, I'm gonna pick them. I'm, I'm gonna pick them again this year. And what happened when you pick them last year? They, what happened? They they tell me what happened. They um they 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 made it in as as a wild card, and the Chicago Bears won the division. Oh, I'll just make sure. But you hey, but just like happened. I told no. Phil last year, it's going to be different when you plan that first place schedule. Look at where the Bears are at now, three and four. Come oh, on, who's going to miss the playoffs? <laughs> One and three at home. I bet everybody at Soldier Field be ready to burn up everything there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you right, you right. Yeah. And then I kick her. Another Cody Parkey. So, yeah, you, hey, you, oh, you do all that to set him up in the oh, middle of the field, and he still miss miss the kick. I just oh, don't. On to the NFC West. I don't want to talk about. <laughs> on to the NFC West. NFC, Who you got coming out of that, bro? NFC West. I got the the Seattle Seahawks coming out of the the NFC West. And let me. Tell yes, you sir. Why. I like the San Francisco 49ers. I like what they're doing, but I seen a stat from uh, Jimmy Garoppolo: nine touchdowns, seven interceptions. That tells me Jimmy G. That that tells me a few things. They've been running the ball really good, and they've been playing some some really great defense. Uh, and both things are true. They've been doing both. I'm a, and I'm gonna tell you what Jimmy G stands for. Jimmy G stands for Jimmy Go Throw Interceptions because <laughs> he that's throw. what he's been doing. He's gonna throw. And he's gonna throw. He's gonna I'm throw. like, dude, how you throw the ball that far off the mark? Me and George Kittle both looking at him like, yo, what's up with that? <laughs> you know. In a, uh, <laughs> in a team that you are familiar with, the Seahawks, where you're at right now, we always yeah. know they always hit their stride at the end of the year. And they hit it hard. When they hit it, they hit it and hard. I think um, the Seahawks have hit a diamond in the rough with D, with, with, with uh, DK Metcalf. I think giving oh, Russell Wilson that type of target good. has really helped his – and Tyler Lockett has, has been playing, I mean, Carson – that whole team has been playing rip. Normally, we don't see this kind of explosion out of the Seahawks early in the year. It's normally late in the year. They start, but you know what happened? Uh-huh. Pete Carroll got rid of everybody, everybody that wasn't a part of the team that was on the Russell wasn't Wilson a team track. player. You know what I mean? He got rid of everybody that wasn't a part of that, and so now you, you, he can coach them the way he wants to coach them. No one has an opinion. No one has an ego. They just go out there and play rough football. Let's go out here and gut this win out. We may not be the fastest. We may not be the strongest. We may not be the best team. But you know what? We're going to go out there and fit on a game. And I and I think having those guys buy into that and ha- not having those those apples like Earl Thomas, Richard Sherman, those players like that, it, it helps It helps their case a lot because everyone's bought in in Seattle, even the fans. You know, so we're, we're all bought in over here. West. So. Yeah, and so I got, I got, the, I definitely got the Seahawks winning. And me, I don't believe in the 49ers at all. Yeah, me neither. Okay, you might have a good, good seven and record, but like, like if I'm looking at the Niners, like, like who have you guys really played? Like that's been like, okay, that's a really good team. They played, let's see, they played the Chargers. Bad. Oh uh, no, that was preseason. Yeah, that was preseason. Okay, so they played the Bucks. 
terrible. Yep. They played the Bengals, terrible. Yep. They played the Steelers, terrible. They played the Browns, terrible. terrible. Yep. They played the Rams. Okay, the Rams, I'll They're give a little nod on the Rams. But at yeah. the end of the season when they played them, terrible. They played the Redskins, terrible. terrible. And then they played the Panthers without a Cam Newton that's been riding the hype off a of backup. The whole time they've been riding the hype off their backup. You know what? Getting beat 51 to 13, guess who's coming back? Granny Newton's coming back. Granny Newton is coming back. Yeah, I think I think the see I think the 49ers have really played a weak schedule. Everybody talk about the schedule that the 40, that the Patriots have been playing, you know, but we know who, who the Patriots are. They do this year in and year out. It don't matter who they play, they're gonna be good. I think the 49ers has really benefited from a sorry schedule, which 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 happens, which happens when you're last in a division the year before because you're going to play all the fourth-place teams that came in fourth the year before, and they benefited True. from that. Uh, I think True. Seahawks is going, to take, uh, is going to take that division. I think this 49ers is going to slide in uh, as a wild card because it's going to be hard to just lose right now. But um, I got the Seahawks winning as well. The NFC South division, which is the, the, the last division that we got here, um, New Orleans Saints is on top of that division right now, 7-1. Who you got winning the NFC South? First of all, tell me how the Falcons are so terrible, bro. I don't. How is this I possible? Just, I'm, I'm, I can't wrap my head around how Matt Ryan, Devonte Freeman, Austin Hooper, Julio Jones. They had Sanu, Calvin, Calvin really. How, like, how are you guys so terrible? One and seven. Um, it's time to move on from Matt Ryan. And I would trade Julio Jones today. And then I took a shellacking from the freaking Seahawks. I mean, it's just, I'm like, I don't get how you guys are so terrible. Like, I'm trying to figure it out. I'm watching these guys. I'm like, let's not forget, bro. Just three years ago, Matt Ryan was in the Yeah, in the Super Bowl. You know what I'm saying? He he was in a Super Bowl. They had the same team, just a little older. Beating the Patriots. I mean, spanking that behind. Like, come on, man. I don't know what's going on down there. So with that being said, the Falcons, I thought they would be the only one to even compete with the Saints in that division. Because if we're looking at the Bucks, Jameis is not so famous anymore. That boy turned uh, the ball over got, if, 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 if his life depended on it. Yes. And, and all they got down going for now is Mike Evans. Mike Evans, you should go to a better team. Bro. Yeah. I'm just saying. Go to a better team. Go get you a chip because you are way too good. Be down there in Tampa Bay with Jameis Winston. Yep. Um, The Panthers. They got Christian McCaffrey, who is just an outright dog when it comes to running the football. He's a dog. Um, no one can touch him as far as running back wise. His skills, he can catch it, he can run it, and he's just he's just a powerful little back man. He has everything. He has all the tools. And the Panthers, they're missing a quarterback. They're doing this without a quarterback. You know what I'm saying? People Granny Newton that. somewhere. Granny Newton somewhere chilling. I, I don't know what he's doing. Probably smoking cigars in the dark. Um, <laughs> Twisting up his free but, arms. Uh, yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like something crazy. But And then you get to these Saints. So you know what my theory on the Saints is, right? What's that? They have a really great coach in Sean Payton, right? And then you have a really great quarterback in Drew Brees who is like a player's coach. You know what I'm saying? So they have that going for them. They don't have the best team per se. No. But they have the knowledge. They have knowledge of the football game. And Sean Payton was able to translate that knowledge to, you know, Teddy Bridgewater. Bridgewater played behind Drew Brees, and he tells him, hey, look, man, it ain't that hard. Hey, Teddy Boy, went I didn't make the right read. Starter. 
as a starter. You know what I'm saying? That's crazy. And, and I think that's what it was. He had those guys in his ear, those great, you know, investors of the game. They they just invest all they have into the game. And and they can they can do that down there because you have a great coach and then you're playing behind a great quarterback. You can do that. You can win with a Teddy Bridgewater down there. Just because the system's so great. Yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm right there with you. I think this right here is a no-brainer for me, honestly. I mean, you got the New Orleans Saints who, like I just said right now, went 5-0 and with a backup quarterback. It's not like Teddy Bridgewater's a scrub, but he is a backup quarterback who really haven't played many meaningful minutes since coming back from that injury that he had. Um, You know, and then you got Alvin Kamara, who is a beast. I'm talking about this guy is a dog. You want a guy who can do it all. Alvin Kamara can do it all. You know, and uh, to your point, man, when you got Drew Brees, you got Sean Payton, Super Bowl winning coach and player, you know what you're going to get every single day when you when 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 they step on the field. And I think they they've been nothing short of that um, this entire year with a seven and one record. So uh, I think the, the 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 New Orleans Saints is win the NFC South division. And I don't think it's going to be close with the second best team as the Carolina Panthers. I mean, maybe if Cam Newton come back, he can kind of make a push. But I still think that the New Orleans Saints uh, is too is kind of too far ahead right now. Oh yeah, they're too far gone. They're way too far gone. And with Cam Newton coming back, I don't think Cam is the same. I think his ego is hurt. Uh, with him, that's a big thing because he's an ego person. You know, yep. he, he 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 thrives off his ego. And I think with him being down in the dumps right now. I don't. I don't even see the the Panthers even making a push to even compete with those Saints. They're so well coached. They're so you know they're so driven in in, in that form by Sean Payton. You know Sean Payton was that man that's hitting bounty on players for a while. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> hey, go out there and hit him in the mouth, and I right, you get ten grand. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, Sean he was Payton, that guy. You know Sean Payton out there really guy. really putting putting money on people's heads while you playing. Facts. <laughs> you know what I mean? So he was that guy, and I don't see. The Panthers even compete with just that ego he has in himself. Man, look, you come down here, you best run get hurt messing with me down here in New Orleans. You know what I mean? Yeah, they ain't playing no games down there in New Orleans. But that man, listen, it, it feels good to be back. Uh oh, the greatest, man. It, the greatest. And I was telling my boys before uh, we came on, I was like, man, we're about to get the show back cracker. I got a lot of love on it too. Everybody's like, "Oh yeah, man, that's what's up, dog." Like, hey, I missed the show for real. I was thinking about it the other day, you know. And it's just so good to be back, man. Talk sports, you know, with my brother. And it's like a, you know, a piece of me now. So yeah, man, something this I is love therapy to do. for me, man. I have been thinking about it for as long as like, man, we need to get the show back together. We need to get the show back together. But I work so much, man. So I was like, man, how am I gonna fit it in the show? But uh, but we here and uh. We ain't going nowhere. The show, uh, new, 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 new days and time for the show is uh Monday, Wednesdays, and Fridays. Uh, we will be posting Monday, Wednesdays, and Fridays. So we're gonna be doing three, three shows a week. We're gonna be covering everything like we always have. I mean, this is the Unpopular Opinion Podcast. Glad to be back with, with, with my brother. You know, uh, we will see you guys on Wednesday, bro. You got any final words before we get on up out of here? Like As always, we always appreciate the fans, uh, everyone that listens, supports us. Uh, we want to thank you guys and as you continue to support us. Uh, I'm OG Raw, your favorite co-host. Hey, that was Grand Heffy. Hey, we really appreciate you guys. Thank you. Have a good day. Blessed day. See y'all on Wednesday. <laughs>